Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Well, I, I, you know, I feel like all dressed up and nowhere to go on this holiday weekend. Uh, you know, we've got our dear friend Boston Brian joining us. We got uh, 100% more Johnny Million, as we are lucky to have. And there's absolutely nothing happening news-wise this week. It's if very curious. Only there were abs- news. If only there were news. If only Joe Biden and his team, along with Antony Blinken and, uh, and two secret members of the State Department, the Middle East envoy and his direct underling, his deputy, had negotiated – an amazing um, and uh, and I guess lasting so far um, ceasefire between Israel and Hamas and an exchange of prisoners, um, a, a, an incredible feat that is actually in process right now. Um, of course, that did not stop. Now, now, granted, we had we had uh, four hostages released um, about. I guess almost a month ago now, the first ones being two Americans and then uh, two Israeli. Well, I don't know if they were Israeli citizens, but they were, you know, uh, an elderly woman and another woman. And they were all released a month ago. These are the first hostages since then. The first tranche of those about 24 people, including uh, 10 Thai nationals and the rest were uh, um, other foreign nationals and Israelis. Um, the big hashtag, of course, on the uh, on on right wing media was uh, no doubt uh, no Americans. That's what they were uh, hitting around because Joe Biden's uh, plan was so weak that they didn't give Americans first. Uh, never, n- never to realize, I guess, that uh, <clears throat> we had, So you're we, saying Joe Biden isn't actively negotiating World War Three is what you're saying. Well, I, if he is, he's terrible at it. I would just right. like to say, for the record, of, of you know, not kind only like he, the same way he's bad at helping China, and yes, he's terrible at helping China and terrible at crashing the economy as well. I don't know if you've noticed that as well, but apparently we just broke all records yes. for holiday travel this weekend. <laughs> we are pre-pandemic They're flying, level. shopping, driving, buying, everything. rotten, horrible <laughs> Americans who do who not realize that? that they should be in misery and fealty to Donald John Trump, and uh, and on top of that. Uh, enjoying football games today some of them i it's a horror they it's paid horror. money for those tickets hell they like did. out of their own bank account they paid money for those tickets um it, by i the don't way, know where it came from though we're we're about to, in the room adjacent to where i am i'm in ohio right now so the osu game is going on and and unfortunately i can't watch an osu game without thinking about jim jordan which is really sad when you just yeah. want to enjoy sports um there's, is there's there, some reports that youtube is not up and running Oh, I well, can't I will, see you on YouTube either. Correct? I will fix that. I will fix that. Uh, I've been uh, fixing other stuff in the mid. Um, it's you know, it's all part of the thing as it as you do. Um, is there a game in your area? Um, Johnny Million, uh, uh, Boston, Brian, is there a game around you? I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure there is. Boston College, I'm sure, is playing uh, somewhere at some They're time. But something. Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, Boston. I'm not a huge Saxons. college football fan myself to say the least. Gotcha. Okay, I see us up on there, but I will let's see. Boy, is that low res. No wonder. Okay, I will I'll fix that in one second. Give me if I'm not streaming properly. Is it streaming elsewhere though? We're seeing other people, right? Twitch and elsewhere is okay. Um I couldn't be the one to tell oh, you on that no. one. I apologize. Okay. Look on Twitch. 
Okay. Yeah. It might, it might be all of them for Pete's sake. Uh, we will see what we will see. We're just talking to ourselves in the club. Yeah, no, no, we're just on, the, <laughs> we're just on the radio. That's just on good old fashioned radio, which is nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but, uh, in the interim, is there, yeah, there's a Boston college, Johnny, is there a, a game of note? This weekend, there probably is, but like Brian said, I'm I'm not a college football guy, so plus at this point in time, the Patriots are not anything to brag about. <laughs> so I I'm not gonna that. I'm not gonna announce when the Patriots are playing. Oh, right, that's the I'm, best. Ouch. Anything when Bill Belichick suffers, an angel uh, gets its wings. All right, all right, all right, easy. Now, all right, now <laughs> that's just fun. cruelty. All right, I'm going to restart the stream uh, for those at home. Sorry about it if it wonks out on you guys, and we'll be back in uh, you know when we do that. But um, in in the interim, if I may, um, I my girlfriend loves football, and we we you know I have gotten into more major league sports because of my girlfriend and her son's interest in it than anything else. And I I I gotta say, kids, um, that stuff is expensive. Yeah. Like I don't think that's lost on anybody that. Um, that, I mean, we're talking some like serious coin to go to a game these days. And I don't know if you, if anybody's told Trump and company, but the stands are packed. That, you know, unlike his rallies. Yeah. Unlike his rallies, right. (laughs) People are going to games and they are not going to Trump rallies. The professional stadiums are packed. Unfortunately, the high school gymnasiums are not. They are not. And they are also, (laughs) uh, and, and, and they are also, um, uh, they charge tickets to those things, which has got to be extra rude. (laughs) You can't pack it for free. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the other thing I think people need to recognize. Because they're all outside hell. Right. That's well, and he also has to pay, I guess, or he owes money to the city for the last one he did. So nobody is, nobody's <laughs> letting him. He's got to, like each time he each time he shows up at a new place. There seems to be, for some reason, um, like he moves either farther out of town or he moves into a like to a, a an unincorporated. Yeah, we lost you, Hal. We lost your audio. We'll take it from here, though. Yeah, so right now it's a Johnny and Brian show. What the fans really came for. That's right. Hal's shirt, you can't see it. It says, I love um, uh, fat guys. Oh, yeah. I I got you, Sensei. (laughs) Great hole. There you are. There you are. He's back. He's back. Yeah, it just took a. It was a momentary delay um, while the the computer just thought about whether, like, how much it hates me, not whether or not it does. Um, but in the uh, yeah, in the meantime, I I'm trying to get our stream up and running, and it's uh, it's I've got the little computer that could working on it today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel right. like there's seven people back in Chicago waiting to push that swear button. <laughs> like, we yeah. have to hire another. No, <laughs> no this is the, I get incredibly calm when that stuff happens. No, like, they came this, on this, when we tried taking over for you for a second. Yeah, it was when it was just, just the, the, just the Johnny and Brian us. show. They got really <laughs> tense. Oh, that I see. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, the, between the two of you, they were worried that it would break yeah, down. Correct. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that, um, and I'm, I, you know, you both know how much I am loath to rub it in when I am right about everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make a special exception this time in that um, there was an article in Bloomberg. I'm only going to tease it because I'll show it after the break. 
Um, there's an article in Bloomberg about the economic situation that we're all in. And can I just say they might as well have just called it a love letter to Hal Sparks, like a an apology. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only way they could have done it better is if they set it to music and sang it to me like an 80s hair ballad, because the it, the the absolute Trumpiness of the of the sort of habitual response to economic coverage is very much like the kind of Trumpiness of the regular coverage of the the election itself. They're t- treating it like a horse race, like all things are normal, like this is this isn't bizarre that this man is going to go to jail and he's probably going to try to run from jail in the first ever they like they're going, you know, well, economically there are certain numbers of voters that believe instead of going nothing about what he says would actually fix the economy. This man is a lunatic. Let's talk to a real conservative and see if they actually have a plan. You know what I mean? They have to operate as if this like one person in the debate is on fire and chucking manure at people and they're having to go, okay, equal time. Excuse me, you're interrupting the man. I'm trying to put him out. I'm trying to literally put him out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're interrupting him. And then, and the same thing is true of sort of like the economic data. They're they're acting as if post COVID, or it, it, like like to some degree they, they did post 2008. Although I think that affected them more because it was a financial crash caused by their own doing. That they were very aware of their participation in it or whatever. Maybe the reasoning behind it. But every they're treating it like every other recession as if COVID never happened. And that part of it, I have found maddening as you might imagine. Oh, yeah. uh, when we, we take a break, I'm just going to give you that part. And then I will, and then I'm going to more of Boston, Brian and, and Johnny million actually without my rants after this break. Uh, it's the health work radio program, mega worldwide. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Well, I'm, I'm limping through. I'm trying to get the, the stream up. You guys let me know if you actually see it, but we're going to operate as if in the process. Now, um, because I can't show the uh, the article on on this without it, um, uh-huh. but um, the uh, we'll we'll keep track of that. It'll be okay. Um, but the you know there are there are news sources that I find myself having to read for this uh, particular persuasion of a job that I have right now that I never would have gone anywhere near. <clears throat> Tell um, me, uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, that is true. As a as um, Weird. And, and by the way, uh, Boston, Brian, do you have a telegram site that you use as a, a dummy to cover? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I have I have one because of that very specifically so that I, you know, I can kind of ghost around. Honestly, um, one of the this. best places for information that most people aren't looking at is is coming through there. Obviously, it's you know everything with, with a grain of salt. But if you see multiple channels saying the same exact thing, then, you know, from people that are in the area that the thing happened and then you can pretty much, you know, kind of confirm it that way. Right. Um, I, I seem to be having the same issue with the software idea. I may uh, throw you guys something um, in an attempt uh, to solve it myself in just a okay. minute, but um, whatever you need to do, but yeah, yeah. But um, the article from Bloomberg and I, I wish I could, I wish I could 
um, make them tattoo it to the person's forehead that everybody that walks out of that building right now. The title of it uh, is by a columnist, uh, columnist at Bloomberg. It, the title is Economists May Have Been Flying Blind All Along. Now, and it's got a boring subtitle, Declining Response Rates to Official Surveys Raise the Possibility that Government and Central Bank Officials Have Been Making Decisions Based on Flawed Data. Hmm. Oh, dear. So the first line of it is one of those things that made me just kind of like ping pong all over the place. Um, The pandemic upended many of the things we thought we knew about the economy. I'd say that'd be a variable. I'd say that's, <laughs> yeah. 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 Even now, economists struggle to answer such fundamental questions as whether Americans are better off financially. Answers vary significantly depending on the data source, sowing confusion. The, by the way, because they keep leaving out the part that involves COVID. I don't get it. it now, is- I don't see how you could possibly think that when the entire world's transportation system and, you know, shipping system, health yeah. system, everything system just shuts down. Over a million people in the United States pass away. I don't see how you could actually think that would have an effect on I mean, You on, can stroll you know, down the middle of man- streets in Manhattan. Right. E- everything was just shut Right, right. So how that wouldn't have some huge impact on these people. There was plywood covering the doors of the stratosphere on the Las Vegas Strip. That's crazy. Yeah, like a hurricane. Right. For months. And the the fact that these guys don't want to factor that in, or if it, you know, very well, I mean, I know why Trump world can't do it, because... He, he bears responsibility for our, you know, our response to it. And for and d- do you guys seem to notice how many of Trump's followers seem to think that it was Joe Biden that did the 14 days to stop the spread that's that sprawled into months and months of lockdown? It's honestly it was either Biden or Obama. Right. It's astonishing how much they confuse and mix up administrations and who did what, what bill was passed by who, who claims to have passed this. I mean, he just jumbles everything. Obama, Clinton, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton thing, Jeb Bush. Uh, yeah. he, he just he just throws names and information together to confuse people, I swear to God. And, and his followers eat it up like it's like the turkey sandwiches. Well, um, well, it's, it's a bad time to say that because I think we're all sweating the idea of the turkey sandwiches that are ahead of us. Over the next couple of days, I've already got one in my bag that's starting to smell. I've got a, you know, <laughs> like we're not even leaving yet. My aunt's filling the, you know, take another sandwich. I'm still here. Um, so. But then, to, to then not take into account not only the whole aspect of, of, of COVID, but also the people that switched jobs, that quit jobs, that right. became, you know, self-made entrepreneurs that, you know, uh, decided not to be a teacher. I mean, that has a huge impact. Yeah. You know, people that were trying to hire and, you know, industries that were struggling, trying to get people to, to just do the regular jobs. Uh, right. uh, so it's like so, uh, how the, the world's best economists or the United States best economists just flew past all of those you know, variables and, and everything that has an effect on, on the prices today and everything that's going on today is just it's beyond me. Right. Yeah, I, I have to say there, you know, it seems like a, an act of belligerence at this point, almost where they just refuse to look past um, just the, the what's stunningly obvious that none of this, you know, would have happened had we not gone through a major pandemic. And 
the irony that Donald Trump is blaming the Obama administration or blaming Biden or his own followers are doing it for what happened, considering he threw out the pandemic. He, he fired the pandemic response team and ignored their plan. Uh, right, right. The whole textbook that Obama had left him just in case something like this right. would happen. This is this is already been thought about by the world's best people. So this is how you might want to go about doing things. Right. And he used it as toilet paper. Yeah. And 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 yet that's supposed to be a sign that that specifically uh, Biden is somehow responsible, because I, I don't know if you know this, but apparently Biden and and Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci is, are the are the same human being. They're apparently, uh, you know. And the other thing, well, I mean, after they drank each other's blood. Right. Yeah, true. I mean, touche, touche. And then to totally ignore that the GDP is right on track to where it should be. I remember that graph you showed in a show uh, a few weeks ago where you could draw a straight line from um, um, past years to now. And it's pretty much, you know, besides the 07, 08 housing um, uh, crisis and COVID, were, yeah. were the only two major dips in in the in the graph that you saw in the yeah. GDP. I mean, I remember when Trump was bragging about two point six, two point seven GDP or three point two. Oh or yeah, four point. What was it? Four point six or four point nine or something? Four point nine. We almost so hit he'd be, five. He'd be and, jumping yeah. up and down. You know what I mean? And, oh well, he he he'd be claiming that it was um, you know the messianic presence of him in the White House that caused the whole thing. Well, we're riding on his fumes. Yes, that's right. That was amazing. Years later, we're still riding on the fumes. Thank you for bringing that up. So after Fox News has been telling us for two years that a Biden recession is right around the corner, that they've done everything they can to ruin the economy. Donald Trump in the middle of like his his campaign, I guess that he's simply running to stay out of jail at a rally, says that the reason the economy is going to hell and the country is going to hell and we're in the tubes of hell and we're going down the tubes and towards hell and hell somewhere down in the tubes. And in that process, (laughs) the reason it's not is because the Biden administration, which there have been apparently multiple crashes and multiple recessions and multiple failures in between now and then, is still flying high on Donald Trump's fumes. And what I wouldn't give to have my little Johnny Million, you'll have to hit the sound effect on that one for us to actually. Um, oh, get, yeah. Just yeah, to tell get us. the fumes going. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 no, this, let me just ask you by that scene. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Donald Trump's fumes propelling yep. us in natural gas. Let me ask you, by that same logic, does that not mean that he was riding on Obama's fumes for three plus years? Or yeah, no, right it only up goes until- one way, Brian. It only <laughs> right, goes one yeah, way. Right up till COVID. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's when he took over. That's right. Yeah, so, that yeah. His presidency didn't start until he had to respond to COVID. That was it. Yeah. The rest of it was just riding on Obama's fumes. I mean, like, and and honestly, by the timing of it, that's exactly now. Because you can argue that, you know, the reason it was called COVID-19 was because it started in 2019. We were aware of it coming. You sh- should have taken steps earlier to deal with it, you know. And well, What <laughs> start- about the first 18? Why didn't they do <laughs> Right. Why well, they number the other Bob Woodward tape right. where he actually no. admits that he knows behind the scenes the, right. the severity and the danger of it, but he doesn't want to cause mass panic and no. you know, it's going away. It's going to be 15 cases before you know it. The heat, you know, the, the hot weather is is going to take care of it. That's yeah, what right 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 the humidity kills it. Uh, bleach kills it. Everything kills it. He was not right about out. a single thing. Right. Well, and and. Um, but don't forget uh, ivermectin, and then when he was jacked up, when they gave him steroids to keep him afloat, when he when he went into uh, Walter Reed himself, and and he's like, I feel great. I, I, put a, 
tore yeah tore my shirt off or whatever and it they like they had literally planned in the white house to have him wear a superman shirt underneath this remember that this was actually floated amongst his people and he no. was he yes he was game for it the problem yep, is they that. set they set up that thing where you should really walk up the steps on the outside to the top of the rail when you stand out there and take your mask off and let people see that you're healthy or whatever. And he was huffing and puffing. I was going to say, I couldn't breathe. Never mind rip his shirt off. And <laughs> I got news for you. I don't even know that that was COVID. I can't imagine this dude walking that many steps ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was probably just fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, if his followers had a, a reasonable expectation about his physical shape, most of the time they probably go, of course he's huffing and puffing. That's how he is. He look, he beat COVID, but you know, he's not a great, he's not in great shape. Even as bad shape as he's in, he beat COVID. Like they could have justified it however they wanted to, but good Lord. Most exercise he's done in, I don't know what, 40, 45 years climbing up. Yeah. those. <laughs> yep. That was it. That's it. Cause he, he, he ran, he, you'll run out of heartbeats. You remember? He'll, 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 he'll put oh, in one right. of those so many heartbeats. Chairs that takes right. Yeah, what, so what sad. Called? That's the right. Worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, he was the first president to have one of those installed. Yeah. Even FDR didn't have one. Um, <laughs> and Donald Trump probably had one of those. Like, and well, that's round two. Well, did his makeup artist get arrested? Why? Because he's been doing it himself with a paint he sprayer. He looked like a sheet of paper. And like his oh, comb, yeah, recently. he must have left his comb at Mar-a-Lago and he must be in, uh, you know, the other one there. <laughs> yeah. For people that don't know, if they haven't seen his new videos that have come out, he is not as he's not orange at all. He's got a almost natural skin color and it's uh, it's very off putting to his followers. They're having a panic attack. They th- we we think, oh, he just stopped spraying that crap on his face. Yeah. His followers are like, oh, my God, they've given him the hiff. It's but like, I think you got it right the other day when you said, you know, when you noticed somebody that has, you know, uh, um, t- tried to keep up a certain appearance yeah. for their whole life, and then yeah. all of a sudden they start to, you know, yeah. one thing at a time. Maybe maybe it's, it's you know, the clothes aren't new anymore. Or, they're looking like you know, they don't comb their hair or party. they don't brush their teeth. You know, little <laughs> right. things like that. You know, they're starting to kind of decline you know that's what yeah, it looks like he's crazy. it's looking it looks like he's given up it looks like he's starting to give up like he's tired of doing his hair tired of doing the makeup and stuff because in doesn't. all honesty i know this man is living on another planet but at some point the things that he has put himself in the situations he's put himself in has to get to him at yes night. It Absolutely. has to get to him and what is possibly going to happen to him and what he's facing it, as much as he tries to strongman his way through it and say bluster and That's he doesn't right. care and yada yada, at some point it's got to take its toll regardless. That's right. That, absolutely right. Oh, wait. The stream finally came on after all this. It just decided to wake up. I was literally oh about to – yeah. Oh, my God. It Could it be possible? That's amazing. All right. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more Johnny Million. And, of course, our dear friend Boston Bryant with us for the hour because it's a holiday and we need some cheer. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. Wow. And a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. Wow. And a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. 
The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, uh, Donald Trump uh, sent a, a Thanksgiving message, though, last night. By the way, hi, everybody. Welcome uh, to the stream. I don't know why it decided to wake itself up. I didn't change a thing. It just decided to come alive. So fingers crossed it will stay that way. And I guess maybe the, uh, the maybe Jim Jordan ha- and the Republicans here have set up a censor that, you know, and then they just went to get a turkey leg and, and uh, you know, I slipped by. Who knows? Sure. Um but uh, Donald Trump sent out a, meth- a message last night on Truth no. Social um, where he uh, he said, as we gather with our loved ones, we gave thanks to almighty God for his many blessings, including our families, our, our friends, our neighbors and this extraordinary country. We all come home call home. And then he started attacking, quote, uh, the radical left lunatics that are trying to destroy our country. Sure, sure. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine the thought process to be like, you know what? I'm going to send out a happy Thanksgiving to everybody as I attack half or the majority of the the political uh, uh, establishment in this country. Well, yeah, the voting populace just like um, and by the way, the radical left lunatics that are trying to destroy our country. What he means is women. Let's be abundantly clear, because that's the voting group. That is affecting his chances the most next year, and our and our why everybody have found a way to move on. Now, um, I know you want to bring something up, Boston Brian. The uh, the the letter his lawyers wrote and break that down for us a little bit, or just uh, talk about it for a second. But one of the things that uh, you know, it's, it's we've been watching his crowds fade over the last, I would say, you know. Three months in particular, since the first indictment. I mean, you can almost track it to that. I, I would argue that you absolutely can. And we've watched his sort of mental fade go down along with it. While everybody's trying to prop him up or run these Biden senile stories to try and give him a break and, and make it seem like all things are being equal. That while while Joe Biden, again, calls the, the I guess, the prime minister of Qatar and uh, as his envoy to Hamas and says, unless you give us a list of the hostage you still have that are alive, we're no deal. And and that was the turning point on the the Hamas uh, ceasefire that just happened was predicated on Biden calling their bluff specifically, wow. not Blinken doing it. Biden called him like and said, this is the president calling like this is you give us you let us know who you still got and whether they're alive and what shape they're in or we'll just, you know, Tell the well, we can't do anything to negotiate with the Israelis to get them to stop. Just don't. So you're saying other nations do actually pick up the president's phone call when he calls? Well, I mean, when they're done laughing, of course, because we are a laughing stock. Um, Donald Trump says nobody answers. That's that's true. But he also says we're not respected in the world and that we're a laughing stock. Now, I would argue that some countries do laugh at us, but they laugh at us like Clark Griswold after he just found out he got the jelly of the month club and he's drinking the. The he's drinking the eggnog going just <laughs> watch that hell I just watched that it's good, it's good. It's good. yeah <laughs> he takes hey. care of the knob on the stairs with yeah. the chainsaw the post <laughs> honey we needed a coffin a tree um it's they're <laughs> laughing like that they're like I don't know how the Americans keep doing it why do they still have a sound economy when all this is going on Clark Look. are you okay <laughs> honey I'm fine um <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, um, they, and then the squirrel scene, and we could just go off on that. Oh, but, the squirrel scene. 
Oh, I have a good. picture I'm going to send you of a Christmas tree my father put up one year in my house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear. Literally, we had to say we had a seven-foot sail, and it must have been a 13-foot tree. <laughs> all it needed all it needed was a squirrel coming out of it. I oh, it just leaned over. Leaned like, over. In like, my house, all you could see is scrapes on the ceiling from the top of the tree where we oh, bring it into the, the door to where we set it up. <laughs> <laughs> and they were there for years. Oh, my like, God. Nobody wants to get up there with a paintbrush. Right. Yeah, no, no. They were, we, we, they were like a badge of uh, honor, those things. Right. So, um, so the, uh, is it Jason Miller? The other, there's so many Millers in the Trump orbit, but his, uh, the, the guy who was on the outs who tried to, um, uh, force his, the, the stripper he had gotten pregnant to take an, a, an abortifacient, uh, he snuck a, the abortion pill into her smoothie. Jason is the one with the dark beard. Yeah. Right? Okay. Got yeah. Yep. So he, their new AJ Delgado, who worked for the Trump campaign, is now uh, has has now f- basically filed suit against him for rape in and amongst her her um, saying that she was fired for, you know, sex. She was discriminated because she was pregnant primarily with his kid, with Jason Miller's kid. At the same time, he was trying to ab- abort this other woman's child against her will. And that guy still works with Trump. He's if you look at these rallies, you might not see Stephen Miller around. And I do mean Nazi that you might not see <laughs> Stephen Miller around, but you will always see. Yeah, you will always see Stephen Miller hanging nearby. And uh, again, this guy makes Corey Lewandowski look like Leo Bascalia. Oh, that Oh, good Lord. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. So, uh, so CPAC. It's amazing how they have so many of these examples that you can look to in, um, in, a, in a small group of people. Yeah. So Matt Schlapp, uh, of the, I think he has a law firm, uh, Matt Schlapp and Tickle, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Matt's on your lap. Matt, Matt Schlapp. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, you know, uh, groped a male aide that was driving him to and from events and whatnot reached over put his hand on the guy's crotch and was fondling him during the drive while he was drunk and stuff now considering the let's say legislative yeah right i've got i've got johnny's attention yeah Um, okay hey look it was an automatic he has no excuse (laughs) um (laughs) it's like lauren bobert you know what i mean right that's right i mean like I said, Lauren Boebert and her boyfriend it looked like she was trying to operate a flight simulator that was made out of Play-Doh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, Schlapp, you know, basically jumps this guy while the guy's got to drive him home. And and this this guy's and, – and again, this guy very well may be gay and Schlapp's, you know, gaydar might be right on point. That doesn't mean that this guy has to give in to his boss's – urges right. or that he if he's not interested in this guy he's just going to go with it anyways it's a, i mean there's a certain you know anti-gay thought that you know there that gay people are flipping about who they're with and and I, and the idea that schlapp would take advantage of that is particularly pernicious and disgusting but you would think because of their legislative agenda agenda overall and their feelings about gay people that just him kind of doing that would be enough to get him broomed from exactly. the conservative exactly. pr- political action committees uh board you know um it's no, almost like the hypocrites al it's almost like the hypocrites almost dear, so close dear, dear god man i 
I think you're on to something. And you can tell now, by the text messages that he was sending in the morning to, to uh, the guy that he knew he messed up big time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, for that not to have any effect you know, in his Republican circle and for him to still be doing what he's doing and, like you said, Jason Miller to be doing what he's doing, it's just they have no – there's no morals. There's no, you know, there's no value of character. Honest, there's nothing. Honest to God, I think the only reason they let it slide is because he's victimizing a gay man. Well, when you when you yeah. uh, when you worship and, and and immortalize a man that has many times been accused of SA on women and yeah. has been, um, uh, you know, credibly cited as being guilty for such by brags about it. Um, Says it's been uh, that way for millions of years. Fortunately, right. right. Has, is on recording telling you he's going to grab women by, by the, you know, by the, by the crotch and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of them going into the, 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 the Miss universe contests or the, the backstage yeah. stuff. I mean, there's, there's more examples than, than you could shake a stick at to, mm-hmm. to not want to follow this man. And but the thing is, the things that the people are doing behind him, it just just that's the example he's setting. So if the you know if the person I worship is doing it, why is it bad if I do it? You know, so right. they, they just there's no punishment. There's no at, it's just you know it's it's good. It's okay. You could you know right whatever. at this point, I, I feel like the Republican Party would nominate Borat if he just didn't have an accent. I think the yeah. only thing they don't like about Borat is his accent. <laughs> but like, but the policies are pretty much right on point. Yeah. <laughs> like I you know uh, I I've been uh sort of catching up on the genius that is Sasha Baron Cohen lately and and it's amazing if you look back at kind of uh, who you know when it, he does there's this one bit he did where he went to a country music bar and he sang uh the throw Ju- the Jew down the well song oh, yeah. you know which is right yeah. which is just like he, he starts off with the, my country has a problem. <laughs> the problem is trench. Was that boards. maybe? Was that maybe at a at a rodeo? Yeah, it was in like the the little sidebar. No, no, no. Yeah, the, yeah. The rodeo, you're thinking of another thing. That's where he sang the national anthem. I think. Oh but right. The, okay. Yeah. No, he sang at this little thing. But the very all the people there that start singing along with it and are kind of happy to hear him sing this. Trump voters across the board. Absolutely. Like every oh, single yeah. one of those people, there is no question in my mind that if you went to a Trump rally, you'd go, hey, don't I know you? Like, yeah, a lot of people saw me singing in a movie. What movie was that? Uh, Borat. Uh, I, was, uh, I was in the throat at the Jew down the well bar and I was yeah. clapping and singing. It's like, a great that's- point that you bring up, too. Because you get, I mean, you got the Marjorie Taylor Greene with the Jewish space lasers she used to say. Right. You got uh, Donald Trump has has many anti-Semitic things that he's been saying over the years. Um, it's just it's, for them to now somehow claim that they are, you know, 100 percent pro-Israel is is out of control, you know. Well, the irony that, you know, he's he's saying like, you know, he sends Jared to do it because Jared's Jewish. That's 100 percent the reason why. Like you, no one can negotiate with the Jews except you send a Jew or something is the idea. It's just that's how his brain works. And I mean, again, this is a man also who went apparently to either it was Mazars or the previous accounting company. The story is, is that he went there and uh, he saw that they had black accountants and he said, I don't want black accountants working on my accounts. Yeah, right. I want the I want the people with the small hats. And he continues to say globalist, which yeah. we all know is it's shorthand for, for Jewish for people right. um, behind yeah. the scenes. And look, Midas Touch has done an unbelievable job lately, and, and a lot of newspapers have picked up on it. The rhetoric coming from his speeches, and I know it's not Donald Trump writing these things. I know it's not him right. putting these in his speeches. It's Stephen Miller. It's mm-hmm. it's it's other people that are putting it's it in, Miller. knowing that it's going to antagonize the United States uh, uh, citizens that actually know where it comes from. Yeah. Um, so, and his latest is the stab in the back. 
You know, he's had the the, the poisoning the blood of our people. He's yep. had um, vermin. calling people vermin and, you know, telling people um, the immigrants coming in are, are full of disease. Uh, they're yeah. full, you know, disease-ridden rodents <laughs> and animals, and we're going to get rid of these vermin. Um, the examples are endless. And if you take just one of these examples on itself, then maybe it's nothing. But when you put all of it together, there's an absolute – there's a reason behind it. There's there's an objective. There's there's you know where they're pulling it from at this point because when you talk about Donald Trump talking about the stab in the back, obviously yeah. we know that comes from the the World War One myth uh, that you know the Jews were behind everything and somehow um, right. you know uh, they're on uh, both sabotaged sides of the, the German army. Right. It wasn't the German military that lost on the battlefield. It was uh, uh, people behind the scenes in the homeland that really uh, were were the cause of the loss of World War One. And, right. and it's 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 inherently anti-Semitic. And um, and he continues to say these things. Like I said, globalist is just shorthand for 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 Jews, and it's 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 yeah. something that should be obvious to everybody. It should be blown up by the mainstream media. It should be mm-hmm. shouted from the rooftops, and it's just not. <laughs> well, and I have a question around that uh, when we come back. Let's take a break, and then uh, you know because I know that's a you know the World War II aspect uh, is a particular area of, of interest and expertise for Boston Brian. Um, and I, uh, but also, uh, Johnny, May, I, I, I have a question for you as well. We come back, uh, come back after this. It's the Alice Park Trigger Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Yay. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So we've, we've been talking a bit about the rhetoric from... Uh, Donald Trump lately in his, uh, you know, his sort of absurd, I don't know, uh, these these flail fests. In, in they're not rallies. They're not yeah. rallies. They they're definitely are. They're intimate. They're intimate get togethers. Yeah. Outside it's packed. But inside, like, I'm he doesn't like, like to admit it, it's a rally. No, no, because, because the size, it's too small. Out so him. bad. Right. Oh, he doesn't so he like, like, it. like I said before, RSBN started it. RSBN broadcasters started saying, you know, you know, Trump started doing more of these intimate uh, settings so you can be closer uh-huh. and so because he can't do the big rallies that, that he used to. So Trump saw okay. that on a broadcast. I can almost guarantee it. And yeah. then he started saying that, OK, this isn't a rally. This is more of an intimate. So, you know, intimate get together. Yeah, it's not my rallies have gotten smaller. My dinner parties have gotten bigger. Like right. that, it's this. Yeah. So it, it's exactly like I've said. It's the exact joke from Spinal Tap. You know, or, you know. I don't. I don't think the audiences are getting smaller. I just think their appeal is getting more selective. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. exactly. That's what that joke is. I mean, it's dead on. What's what's happening to him? And the whole like they were still booing him when we came on. They're still booing that's, him. We had to apologize for his set. Tries to brag about seventy, eighty, ninety thousand people at a at a rally. Still is is yeah. mind boggling. Yes, well, the other thing, know. it's and, like and him the, pointing to the TV cameras that aren't there. You know, look oh, at all yeah. the cameras and oh, it's all your people. Red lights. Real America's right. Voice and all, OAN yeah. and, and RSBN and yeah. his own campaign. Yeah. It, most of the cameras are his own campaign. They send the feeds to RSBN right. so they can have exactly. to put in. That's why RSBN had to put in when they do a break. They actually had to start putting in in their clip. RSBN is known for panning the camera, panning yes. the crowd. They literally have to put – they put that in one of their breaks. People things. throw stuff at them and threaten their lives. And you're like, we're from right, right side broadcasting. We even because have a – people ridic- will probably be like, you better show how many people are at the crowd. Right, yeah. When um, the red light goes out as soon as I talk right about this. Here. Can't, don't blame us. We have a ridiculous name that that it's like a hammer. Like we can't even pretend, or we'll get killed. So um, the the question I have 
is, does Donald Trump know the deeper meaning of what he's saying? Or is Stephen Miller in an attempt to lift Trump up with his base and drive out, you know, this, you know, a, a, the fervent crowds, get the get the real, you know, the rabid crowds out for him to make it look like they're not fading. They're just getting he's like he's the I'm passion. Going 80, 20. I'm going 80, yeah. 20, 80 okay. percent Stephen Miller. 20% Donald Trump because there was that report back in the day that Donald Trump did have um, um, uh, that table side book of Hitler's speeches. That's right. Most uh, people thought it was bedside. Mein Kampf, but it was actually a, right. a book of Hitler's speeches. So I know, speeches. Yeah. I know he does have knowledge of the, of, of, you know, the, the, the rhetoric and the vocabulary that's coming out. Right. Whether or not it's his choice to put it in there, I don't think so. I think he knows that Stephen Miller knows how to get a, a base riled up, knows, um, knows yeah. how to put wording in there that not only is going to rile his base up, but it's going to get the, the, the outside group talking about it, even if it's negatively talking about it. Like when Midas Touch does a post or now the yeah. New York Times picks up on it, like they say, no press is bad press. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he just well, needs people to, it's to also talk the outrage. Trump. Yeah. It's also the outrage machine. Like if you're out, if people are outraged, that's news in and of itself. Cause you, you can argue that, Social media in many ways is a pond that no matter how big the rock you throw into it is, it doesn't create a ripple unless people are outraged. The outrage, you know, and let, you know, the, the like ratio on something, the organic, actual Trump followers supporting something he says is probably a three ring ripple on a, on this. Right, and then it right. just goes. It's like a perfect Olympic diver. No splash. Right. Nothing. The only way it ripples out and continues to create waves is if people are horrified. The problem is, does he run aground? You get into a situation where it's harder to get people horrified because he's he's said this kind of stuff before. It's always been crap. He's never followed through. He's got nutty followers, but he himself isn't capable of doing it. So people just kind of roll their eyes. So he's got to be even worse I think they know that fascism and authoritarianism uh, uh, works best in chaos. When when chaos is spreading or when people sure. think chaos is spreading, when people think they're in mortal danger, when people think their country is in yeah. mortal danger, when they think that you know if, if, if a Democrat president is elected next time, they will have no country like Donald Trump right. has been saying for years now. Um, it, 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 you know, like uh, fascism can only thrive in, in chaos. Um, like when right. World War II, when Germany was doing well, uh, Hitler was on the outskirts. Nobody cared right. about him. He thought they thought he was a weirdo. Um, but when you know uh, the inflation started to rise, and uh, you know the, everybody lost their job, mm-hmm. when they start looking to the outskirts, anybody that's going to offer them bread, work, and peace, and that's just that's how it happened. So they have to convince you that somehow we are in some sort of uh, uh, you know dire straits, chaotic situation where the economy is crap and the tankers. You know, uh, we're buying oil from uh, uh, Venezuela and, you know, Joe right. Biden's getting money from China and they have to paint this ridiculously chaotic picture in order right. for these people. It's basically stochastic terrorism. You know what I mean? If you believe your country is yes. in that much danger, then what are you going to do? What would you do to save it? And that's right. What and the only thing you can think of is find the most authoritarian monster in the world. You need to buy a pit bull. The neighborhood is bad. It's right. essentially that's what he's banking. Idea. Right. Yeah. But the, the issue I have, though, is and this is probably what they they didn't realize when they when the dog caught the car when Donald Trump actually became president they there was a real issue with the fact that like well fix it then dummy 
go ahead. And, and, and that's uh, he's failed to do it. Right. It's amazing how he still gets away with talking about these things that he did not change. He did not fix. He did not attempt to fix while he was president of the United States of America. Lock right. up Hillary. About him like Did he do anything, problem with, that only do anything he with Hillary Clinton? No. Yeah. He lied to his fan, he lied to his base the whole time about that one. Now he even comes out and says, "Look, there was no there was no way for Mexico to pay for the wall." Right. Okay. The then why the hell were you saying it for yeah. months? You know, well, I mean, for months. And and he's now saying that the te- the twenty eight thousand soldiers they gave us weren't cheap, and therefore that was them paying for the wall that they, they and. <laughs> Secondarily, the only reason they put those soldiers there is to make sure that American construction workers who are on the Mexico side of the border building this stupid wall didn't get killed by cartel people and start an international incident that would give Donald Trump the lunatic impetus to invade Mexico, which he would have done. You know what's really smart? What's really smart is when you when you, you know, build a road in some of the most inhabitable uh, uh, areas of of the border where people probably would never would have traversed. Right. right, Ever in their lives thought about even going there. And now all of a sudden there's a nice paved road going right to that location, right to a fence that you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, spend about, you know, 15 to 25 dollars and that wall is no longer an issue for you. Well, just drive the wall. Oh, look, okay. So what you're talking about is the access road that they had to build to build the wall on the Mexican side right. of the border, which is makes it flatten the land out, and now you can drive a vehicle all the way to wait for it the end of the wall. You either hit private land right. or you hit a Native American reservation. Right. right, right, and they and and so people can just walk around it. <laughs> they, and that's they are another the, thing. Talking about yeah. the the part of the walls that they were selling. You know what I mean? Those are the yeah. parts that that be the private citizens said, "Hell no, you're not going to put it on my land." Or it was yeah. Indian reservations that said, "Hell no, you're not putting it on our land." It's yeah. not like we took wall down to hi, Auntie. How are you, dear? Oh, that's my mom walking in, giving me. Oh, the I'm sorry. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took a guess and I guessed wrong. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, no, she is a dear. She she really is. Um, <laughs> so. Um, anyways, yeah, the the idea that he that that was actually going to be a solution to it. And by the way, using all the funding that we would have used for infrared cameras, radar, drones, vehicles for the Customs and Border Patrol. And, and instead of spending it on that, he spent it literally building a road for the uh, for the cartels to use to truck people to the end of the wall and go get out here and walk around. And then all during Title 42, at, like you could, if they catch you. They're going to kick you out, and they're not going to penalize you. They're not even going to fingerprint you because right. it's title right. two. At least now there's a punishment. Yep, and then you come back in. And, and the next time you come back in, you can carry drugs or we can sexually exploit and you. each one is counted as an encounter. You know yes. what I mean? So it, so it drives up the number of an, the encounters because one person could have 14, 15 encounters. You know what and I mean? three million people in the math of Donald Trump and Title 42 has become 15 million people. I really believe – well, it's got to be 20 people. soon because the population of New York State is above what he actually says it is. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't Brian, get anything right. He can't nothing. get anything right. Nothing. Boston Brian, thank you for being with us. Appreciate it. Check him out, Den Boston Brian, on all your social medias. And, of course, check out his videos uh, with the Midas Touch Network as well. We'll be Happy back right after this. everybody. You too. Happy birthday, yeah. Boston Brian. Happy thank birthday
Welcome back to the show, by the way. It's Hal Sparks and uh, Johnny Million. And our dear friend Philip Bittner joins us now live from Kiev with his, uh, his uh, over his shoulder. If you're watching the live stream, you can see his uh, gnome um, uh, that's My just Christmas adorable. Gnome. His Christmas gnome and uh, his picture of Olga of Kiev. And we have told the story of that particular BA lady several times uh, on the show. And if you don't know the story of Olga from Kiev, man, oh, shit. Oh, check it out. I don't know why yeah. that hasn't been a movie yet, and it will be. I mean, maybe it has been over there, but why the U.S. It has been here. That? It has been yeah. here several times. She is a fantastic story, and you're right. She should. She deserves cool. a Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Big production um, movie. Yeah, and then um, I, and then lastly, lastly, I've got my candle, my single candle, burning bright because sadly, uh, t- tragically, uh, this yeah. is the anniversary of the Holodomor oh. famine, uh, mm-hmm. which resulted a. Uh, uh, man-made famine by Stalin, by the Russians, to um, basically um, depopulate Ukraine uh, by mm-hmm. forced famine and by yeah. taking all their food and sending I mean, it's, it's the analogies to the Irish potato famine, for example, you know, come to mind. But uh, right. some estimates put the death toll at around 7 million Ukrainians dead. And yeah. uh, the world is starting to recognize it as the tragedy it was so every fourth saturday in november it's a ukrainian tradition mm-hmm. uh, to light a candle and remember the victims of, okay. of that and 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 the, the then you wonder why ukrainians aren't keen to be on the under by moscow yeah yeah because yeah, it's worked out so well before and especially when they decide mm. to do their mo- when they're at their most imperialistic they make decisions like that that lead to the deaths of millions of people as an as a as a necessary expense for the 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 Mutterland or whatever the motherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Rodina. And, and if I'm That's not I, I'm fairly certain like J.K. Rowling's at one point talking about like where Voldemort actually his name is a reference to the Holodomor. The famine. Oh, wow. I had heard that yeah, I'd heard that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, as a like a reminder of that as well, I don't know if she has uh, family or or is uh, any you know background in that, but that's where you know it came from, and it's you know it's a good reminder, and it is a terrible uh, character Awful. and a terrible yeah a terrible idea. Um, so it's it bring it brings forth the fear that you would want a character like that to bring forward, I suppose. Now over the last little bit, you guys in Kiev have been hit really hard on the anniversary of the Holodomor. Yeah. Yeah, which a lot of people are saying is no coincidence. Yeah, last night, uh, you'll have to excuse me if I'm a little dazed and confused because I mean we didn't we didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah. We were we were constantly under attack. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seventy five uh, drones or missiles. Uh, there was one cruise missile apparently were shot at us, um, and that's one every you know fifteen twenty minutes. Over a six-hour period, yeah, Jesus. you know, uh, and it's and it was and it's not the ones, you know. Even though our air defenses are really good in Kiev, and but even then, you know, they're shooting and it's and it's loud and scary. They're right. shooting stuff out of the sky. The the stuff falls from the sky, so we still get damage from that. 
all around the city. It's it's Russian roulette in many different ways. If you'll forget the if you give right. give the reference, right? Um, and uh, you know, just arbitrary chucking munitions at at the Capitol, and right. uh, um, you know, so it it kept people awake all night last night. Um, the air raid sirens were constant. The anti aircraft fire was constant. Um, I, I heard the one that got through that was, you know, that was distinguishable by the fact that it was, you know, a massive explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we're here, we're still here. We're, the mm-hmm. lights are not on. Uh, the, I'm sorry. The lights are not off. We still have power. I have lights. Right. Uh, the streets are still lined, uh, with street lights. Uh, people are still commemorating the hall of more. It doesn't mean that, that they're not traumatized by what we went through last night. And yeah. In my particular case, sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure. I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, but we're not. We're not. Mm-hmm. Giving, I mean, yeah, it's not. I, I don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand. We're not it's, giving up. We're not going I, anywhere. And, and all it does is steal our resolve against them. Right. Yeah. I think that was uh, the, uh, a total of like 75 Shahed dr- drones were fired, mm-hmm. 71 were shot down, and they were – and even though the Russians apparently have been coating them in carbon to try and get them through the air defenses, um, that doesn't seem to be working, <laughs> I guess, nope. um, that, that test in particular, which is a good thing. Um, uh, the, the area expanded across the Dnipro even further. Avdivka has mm-hmm. remained a meat grinder. The losses mm-hmm. of Ukrainian soldiers versus Russian soldiers is like one compared to 80 to 100, something like that. It is. I just uh, checked right before before I came on with you. Yeah. Uh, it looks like today it's about 1,200 uh, Russian soldiers were killed today alone. One single day. Um, wow. And yeah. most of that is most of that probably is Avdivka, uh, although some of it might be uh, Avdivka. So the, the, yeah. the conflict, the, the fighting over Avdivka, Avdivka is uh, it's it's kind of near uh, Kharkiv. It's in the northeast of the country. And it's um, an area where there's a, a number of towns that are uh, connected in a hub of transportation. It's like a spider web up there with mm-hmm. its, with its arterial kind of uh, transportation routes right. because it was built to be industrial. And so if you needed to, like, if you wanted to get, you know, if you wanted to smelt something in one factory and then you had to move it to another for shaping or foundering or whatever right, it right. is, you could move around the, the, the area. And it's built like that. It's built to be like that. Mm-hmm. But so, but the problem that I still can't understand, and I'm, I'm looking to talk to a military expert about this, and I've already got some irons in the fire with that, but why they're so fixated on places like Avdivka and Bakhmut, none of which have any one singular strategic or tactical advantage, but they don't seem to be fighting as hard for this salient that is being built by the Ukrainians on the other side of the river. The, 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 the Ukrainians have crossed the Dnieper River. They're right. on what's called the left bank because in military terminology, you determine what is a left bank and a right bank because rivers tend to, to wind and snake. So east, west, north, south doesn't work. You do it by left and right so that mm-hmm. you can get your 
your your battle plans in order and right. you do it by where the, where the water is flowing. So the water flows down into the Black Sea. That means everything basically, basically, mm-hmm. and since I'm a civilian, I'm going to switch back to west and east. Yeah. That is on the eastern side of the Dnieper River, which means they've crossed one of the major physical barriers in this country for fighting a war. And it's right. hugely strategically important. And if they can push out a little bit further, and mm-hmm. they do continue to push out, there's a yeah. whole wooded area where they can take they can take refuge in. Um, there are forests down there that they can hide in. It's not nearly as industrialized up near Bakhmut and Avdivka. So yeah. if the if the Ukrainians can make a breakthrough, and there's a lot of talk, and I've been talking mm-hmm. to a lot of people, um, military experts uh, about this part of this portion of things, and the, I have yet to get an answer for the Avdivka question I have, but yeah. What some people have pointed out to me is, you remember about a third of the way into the, this war so far, about you know three, six months, something like that, the British decided that they were going to train tens of thousands or like several thousand um, Ukrainian Marines on mm-hmm. amphibious landings. And everybody right. went, oh, that's Crimea, that's Crimea, that's going to be Crimea. Maybe it's not Crimea. Maybe yeah, maybe it's Dnieper. Dnieper, right? Maybe it's crossing the river because if Eventually, you cross the river – It'll yeah. be Crimea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eventually, it might be Crimea. I mean, yeah. hope, my hope is, my sincere hope is, and I don't think this is uh, a mm-hmm. false hope, is that once once the land bridge is is severed, and once the Russians cannot deny that they are losing territory that has been part of their domain, part of their empire, since you know George Washington and Catherine the Great were contemporaries on this planet. So, right. you know, late 18th century, mm-hmm. that once it becomes apparent to the Russian people that Putin has lost not only Odessa, the city Catherine built, but also Crimea, their access to a warm water port, which was Peter the Great, which is even pushing his, Russian history back even further. His dream, right. his stated dream was that Russia would become a naval power. It is under Putin's leadership that yeah. not only are you going to lose Odessa, but, the, but that dream dies with the yeah. loss of Crimea. No Russian, I contend, strongly, no Russian leader survives that. Right. Putin, I, Putin yeah. is in a very precarious place. Yeah. Um, we got to take a break. When we come back, um, I I heard something related to what Russia is going to do in terms of Crimea that is singularly, yeah, singularly mm-hmm. one of the stupidest things I have ever heard floated uh, around this, considering what we have heard over the last couple of years from the, you know, convicted pedophile Scott Ritters of the world and his ilk, um, it, it is amazing to me that people go, ah, but they found a way the Russians are going to solve this problem they're in through this magical twist of fate and uh, what great skill they are showing by floating this idea. And I burst out laughing. We'll be back right after this. As we come back. No, it wasn't that Johnny Million. That was, uh, I I hope that was you. Anyways, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program. Mega Worldwide. I swear, you leave it to Johnny Million to, in the break, throw in a uh, cultural, a pop culture reference that uh, deals with the topic. For those of you who don't know, one of my favorite things that I watched with my dear friend Johnny Million back in the day was the so Moscow Music times. Peace Festival. So many times. The Moscow Music Peace Festival, which was filled us all with so much hope. So much hope 
by by the way, that the mm. Scorpions wrote a song about it. Down to Gorky Park, right? Which now, of course, you follow the Mosquats to the bottom of the Black Sea, but that's not the point. Okay. The point is that uh, that Cinderella killed, and they were amazing, and and uh, Zach Wilde so was good. the best guitar player. Uh, so fun, Jovi, actually. Yeah, they were great. Um, that said, um, I th- there was this uh, Ozzy interview that's in that where he's talking about how. We complain in the West because we, you know, what about you know our pizza? We're getting mad because our pizza hasn't gotten here in thirty minutes. You know, it's been thirty minutes. We still got over there. They're still waiting for their pizzas. Uh, was his <laughs> reference to the Russian people? The poor Russians are still waiting. Synopsis, yes, yeah. Get, and in the mortal words, centuries of, of oppression. But I yes, didn't get the, my pepperoni pizza. That's oh, okay, right. In the mortal words, of, in the immortal words of uh, the dread private Roberts, uh, get used to disappointment. That said. <laughs> Um, uh, we were talking about this during the thing that I, the, the Russians have always, there's always this fallback plan that the Russians are, ah, now it's coming. Oh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to gather up a bunch of criminals and send them to the front line. Then it's going to be a bunch of psychos at the front line. And then the Ukrainians don't have a chance. Oh no, they're going to, they're going to gather up all, every fighting age man in the country. Never mind that that of course means that oil rigs and factories and stuff go without workers. Most of them, the safety guys, apparently, um, they all get to it. Let's take, let's take the guy in charge of the guy with the clipboard and make sure that nothing blows up. Give him a gun and send him to the front line. That's brilliant. But the, I'd rather have my air traffic controllers. Yes. You know, send all the guys in their of, FAA. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So then this is amazing to me. So, uh, you hear this thing about how oh we're going to lose they're going to they're going to lose Crimea because all the um, all the Ukrainians have to do when they take Crimea is blow up the bridge and that's that. Meanwhile, mm. there so the big plan out of Russia, uh, and this was from like I, I, it was like floated all over the place on the Telegram channels, and it came from I guess one of the guys who was on the sixty minute show. But they've really been apparently thinking about this. The Crimea is that they're going to or in the Kremlin is that they're going to they're going to dig a tunnel between Russia and Crimea to have basically a curse bridge under the water. And they're going to do that now with the help of China um, in the middle of a war, war zone. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to build a train tunnel. A like place, the one that, Right. Yeah. In a, it, well, like the one that links, uh, you know, London, London with uh, Calais. With Fran- uh, yeah. Right. In, in France. In France. Um, right. The problem with that is that the 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 um, English Channel is not the uh, Azov Strait. Right. Uh, the Azov Strait is a particularly narrow little strait uh, and not too deep, apparently, uh, mm-hmm. between the Crimean Peninsula and mainland, what would be considered mainland and Russia. And so they they built this bridge. They've shot the Ukrainians have shot the bridge a few times. I have had a a, a U.S. Um, military attaché to Kiev mm-hmm. tell, tell me directly that we had sent down SEALs after the thing was built, after that bridge was built. And our yeah. SEAL teams came back having, you know, I mean, they, they have this skill set because you have to blow stuff up if you're a SEAL. So yeah. you have to have a certain amount of understanding of engineering. Yeah. And they came back, they came back and the SEAL team said, that thing's sinking into the silt. It's all silt. It's yeah. all, it's not, it, you can't dig through it like they did uh, in the channel, in the English channel, because it's, totally it's all this out. fine, 
Yeah. It's it told me silt. I was mad to build a castle on a swamp. Yeah, but I built right. it anyway, and it sank into the swamp. Yeah. So I built another yeah. one, and it sank yeah, into the swamp. Well. And the, I built a third one. It fell over, burnt down, and sank into the swamp. But the fourth <laughs> one stayed up. That's that. Well, if you know, yeah, it's a good joke. It's a good joke, except for the fact if you know the, the story of how St. Petersburg was built, that's right. Peter did exactly that. That's he right. actually did build the city once, and it sank into the swamp, and he let his workers die. In all fairness, so did Seattle. They did, the workers didn't die, but well, it slid down the hill, and Seattle is built. The foundation of Seattle is built on the foundation on of the, the foundation of the town underneath it. Go, yeah, Petersburg was similar. Yeah, go to go to Seattle and go get on the underground tour, and you see windows that face dirt. It's pretty fascinating. Um, but here's here's the thing. Let's let's talk about the endeavor that that would require. You're talking hmm. about for the length of this by my just me doing the math in my head. Four Hoover dams worth of effort and materials linked together, mm-hmm. minimum for the length of this thing. Like the entire structure of the Hoover Dam. Take the depth later, later out, height to width, whatever you want. But the amount of materials in four Hoover dams, <laughs> and they're going to engage in that kind of a construction project now. While, yeah. by the way, while, while there's a war the, going on, and while, while their economy is, is absolutely falling apart, yeah, all their workers are crashed. being mobilized. Yeah. Uh, has crashed, I would argue. Yes, yes. I agree with you there. Yeah, it's, they're not – it's it's madness. It's madness. Yeah. And also it's not engineering – I mean I am sure yeah. that if you asked any engineer in the world, they would say, no way, no yeah. way. Can't be done. Can't be done. It's a pipe dream. It's a pipe yeah. dream. It's, it's no something to keep – yeah. It's, yeah. it's something to keep hope for their side or for – to provide an argument for – uh, those sympathetic to the Russians or who are anti-Ukrainian right. uh, keep holding on to hope. But, you know, this is why, again, I say that having Ukrainian boots uh, on, you know, dipping, you know, dipping into the, the waters of the Sea of Azov is going to be a really rude awakening for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. And it is and it is going to it will 100 percent threaten Vladimir Putin's mm-hmm. um, uh and in the system that he has created um if he disappears there's a massive vacuum and then we have to see what happens with the russian federation uh you know russian federation is made up of several different republics do they stick together do they start to splinter off you know what happened um yeah it's just okay so they're uh, likes of scott ritter and, and and all the people who are still convinced that ukraine is a lost cause have no idea what's about to happen. Well, and that brings me that brings me to how I can tell when when Ukraine has made a great advance or has done something really terrific. And the way you know that is the a specific chorus of individuals comes out and says it's over. Ukraine has been smashed. There is no hope. The Russians are going to win. When they start talking in these large, bloviated, fantastical ways about how you, you know. In ways that are measurably untrue, in terms of Kiev has fallen, that kind of stuff. There is no functioning government. The you know the United States isn't backing them anymore. Blah blah blah. blah. When you hear that kind of language, which is materially, obviously, absurdly untrue, um, that, that that when those folks start saying that kind of stuff, you can tell it's not for us as an audience. It might be for those among us that are that have been anti-Ukraine from the beginning or have been still nursemaiding their. They're they're smarting ego from being called out as fools or or 
belligerent supporters of this idea that there were Nazis in Ukraine. So the people in Bucha had it coming, which is grotesque. And and by the way, those people have found a new lollipop in that the people at the music festival had it coming because of this perception that Gaza is an open air prison. That's enough to excuse what happened to the women there. The, the, those mm-hmm. same people were saying the same thing about Bucha and the like. They're the same folks there. And mm-hmm. when those folks start going on their podcasts, their interview shows or start showing up and saying it's done. Ukraine is over. It's lost. Russia is, you know, like has finally nail in the coffin for Ukraine. When they, and they've done this many times. Mm-hmm. Every single time they've done it, it is because the Ukrainians have made an, a, ma- a massive advance that is that has changed the, the tide moving forward, either, you know, by destroying the uh, Sevastopol's ability to be used as a naval space, uh, mm-hmm. the rec- reclamation of Snake Island, the, the driving them back entirely to the to the original lines um, and mm-hmm. at this point crossing the Dnipro and destroying pushing them out of Kharkiv. Yeah, pushing them out of Kharkiv. Exactly. And holding and, and like even like the Bakhmut part where they backed in and reclaim it and back in and reclaim it. And it, at the cost of, you know, tens of thousands of Russian lives. Tens so one, of those. Yeah. yeah. One of the rush, one of the charts that I've been looking at, which I find fascinating is, is that in the beginning of the war, the, the artillery losses in the Russian army were, you know, moderate until America and, and NATO started supplying uh, Ukraine with, the ability, you know, with long range artillery and long, long range missile system to fight back against some of this stuff because you just quite frankly couldn't get close enough to destroy some of this stuff. And then it started to peak right around uh, by the chart I'm looking at May 2023. 20, it jumped from from like uh, maybe 200 units that they were able to get to thousands of units that they were hitting um, at, at a time, you know, over the next per month. Now it started to taper off again. But it is not tapered off because the Ukrainians suddenly can't hit their targets or the Ukrainians suddenly can't, you know, are, are losing ground. It's tapering off because they don't exist. Because mm-hmm. while shells are not a problem, because apparently North Korea is backfilling Russia's needs. Unfortunately for the Russians, the, the actual systems that fire the things are being destroyed, have been destroyed mm-hmm. in such a clip that they are not being replaced. Even at the slow pace of, of EU and American support putting stuff into Ukrainian hands, they're not able to hit it because of the Patriot system and other reasons. The Russians aren't able to blow up as many on the other side, and therefore they're still intact. But but the Russians, the Ukrainians are running out of things to destroy in yeah. the Russian military. That in and of itself is amazing to me. Yeah. Well, and they focused on artillery because they know yes. that's that's Russian doctrine is artillery is the backbone of of yeah. any military campaign. Yeah. So they've been really emphasizing artillery, and it looks like they've been they've been quite effective. And I and you know look, it just <clears throat> they're not yeah. they're not doing well. The the Russians. I mean, they've got they've they're doing a couple of things well here, there, and the other place, but they're losing this war. Yeah. I mean, they're losing this war, and, so there's, and there's a the whole. The whole thing about the spring offensive, yeah. uh, we might see it in uh, December, January. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Is you you don't go when they think you're going to go. You go when they least expect it. And and we're going to talk on the we got to take a break. We're on the other side, I want to read you this quote from uh, Ivan uh, Stupak, 
who's a uh, former Ukrainian advisor or whatever, um, who's now one of the uh, advisors to the parliamentary guys. Or whatever. Like he's got a shifted security job within there or whatever. But he's one of the guys that keeps track of all these things for them and is supposed to report back like, OK, what's the problem? Uh, how do we handle it? And his take on it is dead on. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more uh, Johnny Million. Also, Jay Churchill, thanks for becoming a Patreon uh, on Thanksgiving. That was really lovely. Uh, appreciate that so much. Uh-huh. Uh, Patreon.com slash House Parks. And, of course, uh, it, Super Chats and all that stuff are welcome. I haven't talked about that in a bit because we're busy doing a show. But we'll be back right after this. You're locked into the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. You know, in honor of this being Thanksgiving, I would like to say for the record that I could not be more thankful to have our dear friend Philip Bittner uh, being able to join us on the regular right. and that he's safe and sound currently. Also, uh, my dear friend Johnny Million being a part of this show on the regular. Uh, I love you, brother, Yay. and I thank you so much. And everybody in Chicago who, you know, uh, behind the scenes is always having to like throw switches like the wizard of Oz to help us make sure this show actually happens every week. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys, uh, whoever gets here, thrown here. into the, into the radio meat grinder every week trying to help out. And, and, uh, and I'm not the only show that happens remote on the station. So I know they deal with it on the regular. So I'm very grateful to, to that they exist and to everybody in our chat room, uh, even the trolls, who, uh, you know, <laughs> I swear to God, only come over to my chat room just to take a break from being worse elsewhere. Because they're like, okay, but this is, these people aren't so bad. They're kind of nice, I, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> what I was saying before the break, um, uh, before, and before I got all sappy, um, was this guy, Ivan Stupak, uh, who's a uh, former officer of the Security Services of Ukraine. He's an advisor of the Ukrainian Parliament's National Security, Defense, and Intelligence Committee now. He was interviewed by Newsweek. And this was uh, he was talking about the the state of artillery weapons of the Russians right now, because, again, he's one of these guys who all day long, they look at the aerial photographs and the satellite imagery that the U.S. and other and that. And by the way, and that Ukraine buys commercially from commercial satellites of the of the battle zone. Right. And he looks at what they're shooting at. Not just where the bullets go and all the, or where the artillery shells go or the missiles go, but what they're actually hitting in the process. And what he's seeing from the air increasingly is that he goes, it's a really big problem for the Russians. It's not just it's not just a cliche. It's not Ukrainian propaganda. For the last five months or so, Russia has been very actively using old style artillery, not late Soviet era, but mid 50s and 60s. D-30 and D-20 type of towed artillery with a maximum range of 9 to 11 miles. Mm. It's a very short distance. It's nothing compared with the Archer from Sweden. Uh, and he's referring to them that the, the Archers, which is an r- artillery system that can shoot 30 miles. Russian artillery stockpiles are totally depleted. They are using this artillery because they have no other options. This guy has no reason... To blow smoke. That's not his gig. His whole thing is, as a matter of fact, you can argue that it's better for him if they don't. He could come out and go, man, they've got some really bad stuff. And so, you know, NATO and America and EU, yeah, they got to they got to back us up. Like this guy is just frank speaking very frankly about what's there. And I um, there's this uh, they had an independence Oh, here you go. This is uh, that the Ukrainians caught one of the Russian tanks, and I'm showing it on stream right now. Mm-hmm. This is a it's got no tread on it because I don't know that it ever did. 
But I swear, <laughs> it looks like a houseboat with an artillery gun, for those listening on the radio. It looks like a rusty houseboat. It's like, say, cut off a piece of a camper van and put it on top of this tank. No kidding. It's a Russian MSTA-S self-propelled artillery system. And th- they captured it recently, and they <laughs> they used it in a parade to show that it was uh-huh. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the Ukrainians used it in it. He goes, there's lots of pro- problems with deploying artillery and munitions from European countries. So, uh, we were promised about a million shells. This is, uh, um, Stupak in Kiev. He goes, but now we've only got about 300,000. That's his, their, that's their depletion. They, they need a million. They, they want a million shells. They're down to 300,000. They have 300,000 shells and they are targeting using our satellites and the commercial mm-hmm. satellites and their own, you know, like a range some, of some, some cluster munitions. That's which, right. They, yep. Which are helping things. immensely. Right. And that, and the Russians don't have 300,000 targets left in this area by my measure. And they just don't. If you even look at the troop positions there, you know, uh, around Avdivka and other places, it is starting to fan out. The, the winter. Oh, you mean there aren't you? You mean there aren't uh, three hundred fifty thousand Russian targets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oh, right. Sorry, that's yeah. the Ukrainian. Yeah, the Ukrainians. Ukrainians. Yeah, they don't. The Ukrainians don't have targets to hit of the Russians, yeah. like because there, yeah. they, there aren't that many vehicles left around to hit or artillery systems available to it. They're gonna, you know, obviously, you know, they need backup and they need the advance is going to continue until the Russians tap out, no matter what, because they don't care about their own people. So they're just going to no. send you know, waves of murderers into the country, mm-hmm. hoping that something breaks through and, or that it breaks the back of NATO, the EU or the America or America, the process, which they're is hoping not we, do, we, they're hoping they're, 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 they're betting everything. They're betting everything yeah. on us losing our resolve. That's yeah. the only way they survive this conflict with any even remote, uh, uh, you know, exhibition of, of success. Yeah. Um, is if we lose our nerve. That's it. That's it. I mean, what is happening in the South to me right. is one of the most significant things that have happened in the war so far. And if they can yeah. push out a little bit further, mm-hmm. they can push out a little bit further so that they have some maneuvering room. They could bring across Abrams tanks, which we're going to see on the battlefield in winter. I'm sure mm-hmm. of it. We, I'm, quite frankly, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they've already been deployed and we just haven't seen a, a, any footage of it yet. Um, they're getting the F-16s. They're, they're supposed to be getting it in, in December. Mm-hmm. And they've openly said that, you know, there's going to have to be a pause when the seasons change uh, and there's all the mud. But then when, when things freeze over again, it's the on. Ukrainians have openly said it's back on and yeah. we're not we're not stopping. And I really I mean, I, I just can't emphasize it enough. The second they make sure that every single Russian has to recognize we might lose Crimea. That is a mm-hmm. real very much uh, a possibility. It's going to be a shock to the system. It's going right. to be a massive <laughs> shock to the system. The, um, the, 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 by the way, technically speaking, the Ukrainians, since they crossed the Dnipro, are now 50 miles from Crimea. Yes. Just to give people right. an idea of how close they are. Now, think about mm-hmm. how far it would take you to drive um, 50 miles anywhere around you, minus traffic. Um, 
anywhere, especially if it was open field and you were just blazing across it. That's the fear that the the Russians are in that you know are experiencing um, right now about that area mm-hmm. because they they didn't back it up because they didn't think they thought Crimea is the main fallback and the ships will protect it, but the ship but Sevastopol is gone because the you know the Ukrainians yeah. have effectively driven. The Russian. It's a good point. It's a good point. One other thing I did notice about last night is all the munitions that were shot at us came from either north, which is kind of Belarus slash, you know, little Russian territory, Russia, or from the east. We did not get any drones or any cruise missiles uh, coming at us from the south, which is generally what happens when you have, um, you know, uh, I mean, surface ships have surface ships have been. Um, uh, not been a problem for quite some time, but they still have submarines that can, you know, get to a certain mm-hmm. depth and then fire. And we didn't even have that last night. Right. So we're not getting shot at from the sea anymore. We're getting shot at from, you know, either Belarus or Russia from land. Well, the other thing too is, there, I mean, are you going to, in a situation like this, are you going to bring your, if you've already lost uh, the por- the biggest portion of your battleships in that area or your, mm-hmm. you know, any time your military sh- ships in that area and some of your transports, are you going to bring your subs to surface? You know, especially like you're right. You're right. And they, and this is the same sort of thing that they they saw on the Kherson front. One thing that has been happening on the Kherson front is that they've been deploying more of their air force, which they've been very reluctant to do because the Ukrainians have pretty good air defense systems that can shoot down some very expensive fighter bomber jets. And so the Russians have not been using their air force um, as they should. And I think even they know it, but they can't, it's too dangerous, but there have been at least three sorties uh, in the Kherson region. So, you know, they, they clearly recognize to a certain degree it's important, but I, I think they're bogged down enough deep guy. I think they were totally mm-hmm. committed to that path of attack um, mm-hmm. through that section of Donetsk and try to maybe try to circle around Kharkiv and try to build build that out to to support Donbass. But I don't I think the Ukrainians have taken them by surprise by crossing the river. I really yeah. do. And I think they're going to get I think the whole world. I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I had a conversation with Malcolm Nance recently, and and Malcolm and I were talking about this very thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and he and he and I both agreed the world might get a, might wake up one day and see that the Ukrainians have have performed some sort of operation that will shock the world, mm-hmm. and I, I think Malcolm's right. I really do. I think the Ukrainians have. I mean, they've been shocking us throughout this war. They've been surprising. Everybody thought this was going to be a three day war. Right. Well, here's here's one of the interesting things that I like, and and we're gonna we're getting close to the break or whatever, and this might even um, sort of qualify as an early happy ending in some ways. But the Swiss president, everybody was worried about the right leaning presidents that are somehow picking up steam in Europe, with the idea that they are it's because of the anti immigration, uh, especially Middle Eastern and North African immigration, because of fears of terrorism that, you know, are stoked around there that, you know, that there's these right leaning leaning folks that are not Erdogan. They're not Orban, but they're, you know, definitely leaning in that direction. They're, you know, but and that's been a big concern, including the Swiss president, which everybody was saying was, you know, a, a win for their right leaning group. He visited Bucha um, recently. And yes. yeah, and uh, there is a shift in some of these right-leaning governments that the a lot of the immigration that they're seeing is the cause is caused by the Russians and the Iranians 
forcing destabilization in these areas to help their cause. And to some degree, like Chinese meddling in Africa is also causing a wave of refugees. And so these guys, if they look to salt the roots of the problem of immigration, it is not the problem of the countries where these people are coming from. It is who is instigating the chaos that is leading to this. And they are all leading back to Russia. And the and the head of uh, the president of Sweden went and toured Bucha. And and the sites where they found that, you know, 637 civilians had been killed by execution the Russians style. while they were ex- yeah. execution style, tortured to death mm-hmm. and murdered. Um, and he said, if there's any uh, question that um, Russia is a terrorist country, it you know, th- that question is answered here. It is. Yeah. Um, I, so, got, I got two real yeah. quick things on that. One in in like 2015, give or take, the head of NATO, a guy by the name of Philip Breedlove. Do you remember the Syrian uh, refugee crisis? Yeah, he clearly said that they that they had intelligence that Vladimir Putin was purposely creating a refugee crisis in the EU to try and destabilize yeah. the countries and and bring in right wing extremists. Secondly. Even more recently, I mean, recently, as in like this last week, we have seen Russians bussing in like students and migrant workers from uh, from non-white countries. Let's just say that who were in Russia under student visas or, or temporary work visas. They put them in buses. They drove them as close as they could get to the Finnish border, and then yeah. they forced them to walk the rest of the way in snow and ice and sleet, all to create pressure on the Finnish government with all to these, take them in. you know, yeah, exactly. Right. They well, use it as a weapon. Well, and, and, I, and, and by the way, this is not uh, unlike um, Trump supporting right wing billionaires and the like who are who are putting ads in in papers in South America saying them the American border is open and encouraging them to join these caravans. Or if you have any family, mm-hmm. you could just yeah, chain migration. Here's video of Donald Trump saying chain migration is a problem, but that's because you can get in and nobody can stop you, which is not true at all. But they they play those videos to try and get more people to come do that. And the caravan, by the way, half of them give up because they know it's not true or they go or people in the caravans that do exist, tell them, yeah, it's not how it works at all. And they just go back home. But the, but the threat of the caravan, the threat of the incoming immigrants they use as mm-hmm. a cudgel to scare their own voters and to uh, dissuade right. people in their support. It's a very them. Russian tactic. It's yeah, very it's pretty Russian common. Tactic. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this with some of your questions. Uh, Cause I, we've been chit chatting this whole time. Johnny million. We'll be back right after this nope, in your him. Orioles shirt. Um, it's South Park radio program, mega worldwide. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny, I will always be a funny honey bunny, I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy, because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do, and isn't it nice that the sky is so blue, and isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo, woo I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! Phil, do you so, have a cone uh, hat like that that you could wear sometime? 
Well, yeah, we already talked about that. It looks like uh, it looks like that doll was made out of one of those like uh, Times Square caricature people drew a picture of Phil and decided to make a <laughs> doll out of it. Uh, it like using the artwork that was used in Beatles cartoons. Um, right. Those of you that don't see Beatle it, uh, yeah, that's what uh, infotainmentwars.com is for. Like, subscribe, give a thumbs up, support the show in any way that you can. And if you can't, that's OK, too. I, I just hope we inform you and keep your uh, your head up during this um so um, there is a um, – well, let, let's get to some questions because I will uh, – we'll yeah, there's so much questions. to talk about. Yeah. The, the first one is from the birthday boy, Boston Brian. Oh. Uh, can you ask oh, Phil about the challenger that Putin has for president? Uh, I, I suspect what Brian is referring to is Strelkov. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's his nom de guerre. His real name is Girkin. Uh, he is a he's uh, a, he's a, he's a pickle. Yeah, he's from a pickle. The pickle fortune. He's a, he's a shooting pickle. <laughs> uh, Strelkov means to shoot, and Gherkin is a pickle. So he's a I shooting see. pickle. Um, he uh, he was. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty the, macho Russian name. I would have kept there you that. Go. Don't mess with yeah. the shooting pickle. <laughs> uh, he was the head of the the Donetsk uh, militia. Uh, so he is a Russian. Uh, he used to live in Ukraine, so Ukrainian national, by, by uh, likely. Um, he'll lose. He'll lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to win against Putin. I mean, Putin. Th- there's an election. There's a presidential election next year. Um, it will not be a real election, even if, even if, as I say, as I contend that nobody can survive losing both Odessa and Crimea, they will still be in the fits of. Um, of, of, of the fallout of that. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody has been allowed to become uh, proficient, uh, powerful, a well-known enough name, uh, capable of any kind of leadership role beyond something like, you know, a militia uh, or an opposition, you know, a minor opposition group like Navalny because right. Putin can't allow it. Yeah. So there is nobody to take over um, after Putin. I mean, nobody, nobody reputable. I mean, Navalny included. Uh, mm-hmm. I have very grave misgivings about Alexander Navalny. Yeah. But Putin has created it that way because he wanted it that way. Sure. Um, for for part of this as as an insurance policy, because you know, if not him, then who? Uh, so I don't think any opposition leader and and Strokov, Strokov had better stay away from drinking teas that he himself has not brewed or. Uh, you know, don't don't stand too close to any windows. Right. Uh, that's a guy that could disappear very easily, and nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and he's also he's just a, he's a loudmouth little pipsqueak. Uh, he really is, and he lost badly in Donbass. He lives in exile in Rostov in in mm-hmm. Russia properly because he got forced <laughs> out of Donbass. So a loudmouth mm-hmm. little pipsqueak, man! Oh man! <laughs> I hope that that's not on my tombstone. <laughs> Here lies Johnny. He was a loudmouth little pipsqueak. Well, you're you not li- hey, you're not little. I would just like to say, <laughs> true. And, by, and oh, also, yeah. the last I oh, knew, you weren't trying to squeak. To... Was a tall drink of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there right. you go. What a giant pip squeak! That doesn't work either. See what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's grab another question before we get too sure, deep. Sure, I got into, one from yeah. Twilight eighty three. Can you ask Philip if he thinks the Ukrainian soldiers that can leave the army uh, will or will they continue to fight for their homeland? Uh, I think they will leave when the war is over. Um, I think they, they, I mean, like I hear stories. I was just out in, um, in Western Ukraine recently, about two and a half weeks ago. 
and I went to uh, what's called the Superhuman Center. The Superhuman Center is at the very cutting edge of um, war injury prosthetics, uh, replacement arms, replacement legs. These guys, when I talked to them, they were like, I can't wait to get good enough with my new leg so that I can go out to the front and, and, mm-hmm. and start Bro. and keep fighting. That's not a problem. The, I mean, there's look, every war has soldiers. It's a soldier's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a soldier's right to complain and whine and yeah. not want to be engaged in it. But right. this entire country is mobilized. I mean, we talked about the 54 year old woman who was learning to be a drone operator. Yeah. The, the, the the country is facing an existential threat. They all know it. They yeah. all know what the Russians are capable of, and they're not. They will not abandon their post, mm-hmm. by and large. By and large, and no, no large numbers. As a matter of fact, they're still at a place where people are coming to fight. So yeah. it's not as big as it was at the beginning. It's pretty brutal out there. Yeah, um, but but the more Ukrainians are are up for the fight than they're uh, than they're they're worried about um, you know getting conscripted or, or right. a knock on the door. Although that does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Let me get another, another question here from Tim Farrell. Uh, can you mm-hmm. ask Philip the possibility of conscription in Ukraine and if that may affect support for the war or perhaps cause Ukrainians to leave Ukraine? Well, there already is conscription for the war. Mm-hmm. There are, they are. You can get, you can get called up, um, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's not great, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's even worse now because there the, there is a desire from the Ukrainians to get these guys in uniform, trained as quickly as possible, out out on the front lines. So there is mm-hmm. an argument. That I'm I'm hearing it, you know, from a mm-hmm. lot of different sectors of people who are like, that's eh, not great. We're not really happy about that. But again, they're not – none of this will threaten the leadership of uh, Zelensky or Zeluzhny, uh, the head of the army, uh, or, nor will it – I mean the general Ukrainian population right now um, is still so much behind defending this country and is still dead set on pushing the, the Russians back to 91 borders – that even if there are these these issues of like oh you're not training them enough or oh you're 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 grabbing kids you're getting a knock on the door in the middle of the night and my 18 year old has to go out to train to be a soldier I'm not crazy about that um, nor you know or like the quick pace of training and then you're out on the front lines all of these criticisms exist none of them are are putting uh, the uh, solidarity and the unified, mobilized nature of this country at risk. Everybody knows what it will mean if the Russians take control of Kiev. Everybody yeah. knows it. Yeah. And they don't want it. Well, especially that's, when they're that's... on television saying Berlin's next. Like at a certain point, if somebody tells yeah. you who they are, all the people who are like, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them, are the same people who are like, I don't know if this is even our fight. Like, yes, it is. You know why? Because the Russians have said so. The Russians have mm-hmm. told us it's their fight, that they intend that. What do you think Ruskamir means? You have it, it, congratulations. You're living through the uh, probably the first time in your awareness, uh, folks, a time when a world leader and his surrounding cabinet are saying we need to make this a one world system under us as the superior people like that. That hasn't happened since the 40s. And it wasn't good the last time it happened. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Do we have uh, – well, I'm sure we have other questions, Johnny Million, but yeah, real quick. Three I just, minutes. 
Yeah, I just want to show something real quick if I can. It's sort of a happy ending. This is a chart. I'm just showing it real quick on the line. Uh, this is the price of oil um, with uh, Russia and OPEC Plus lowering their production, trying to raise the price. It has cadavered. It has lost five bucks per barrel. And since they started doing this, it is now at $75 a barrel, $75.54, when everybody said it would go to $150. Here's the other part of this story. And this part, I just, uh, people wouldn't believe me if I just told them this story. The title of this story is uh, Saudi Arabia raises $11 billion loan to help fund deficit. Can I just read that again? Saudi Arabia raises $11 billion loan to help fund deficit. Think about all the people who think that Oil will buy our way out of our financial woes, and that'll be the only fix we need, Donald Trump. Um, And understand that I just (laughs) read to you a real headline about Saudi Arabia having a a deficit. Um, And then, of course, third to that, um, this would be the the answer to this. Oil falls as OPEC Plus seeks to resolve pre-meeting output dispute, because apparently not everybody is on board with cutting output because they need the money. And Russia and and uh, and Saudi Arabia want to manipulate the market. They want to affect supply instead of responding to demand. So all the other countries that that's the only thing they've got to sell are wigging out. All right. I just I ate up all of our time. I'm sorry. That was my bad. But that needed to be said. I just thought that headline was amazing. And you might start to understand why Russia, Iran, which is by the Iran, Saudi Arabia's enemy, why they're starting to line up. They're getting cozy and all these let me, let me just squeeze in one more yeah. question, Hal. It's very yeah. important. Real it's, quick from, it's from somebody named Caleb Rappaport. Oh, they want to know okay. if you're available for a nerd hailing gig in L.A. on February 10th. Of course. That's a big yes, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Keep shredding. My God, yeah. you're so good. He's very good. He's very good, that kid. He's got legs. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Thanks.